We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is April 24th. It's 2020, and we're here to talk some esports CSGO style today. Appreciate Dan filling in for me yesterday, talking about the NFL draft, recording this before the draft actually gets going. Uh, we wanted to get this out so people can start looking at Friday CSGO slate. Um, kind of like a a peek into what we're doing here on premium um, as far as my side. And I've brought in a guest today, Ryan Hodge. It's, it's just Ryan Hodge from Twitter. Like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call you the guy that like was betting on um, CSGO before it was really cool. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you very much for having me on CV. It's a long, long time listener, first time caller, if you will. So excited to be on the show with you today. Yeah, and you've been around the industry for a long time. You've been playing DFS for a long time. So, like, were you kind of pumped that, like, now that, like, you know, you were betting on, you know, CSGO and now you get to, like, actually have a platform where you can actually, like, play too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, been betting on CSGO for a long time. Um, always have played CSGO, same same as you, and and I think it was just a natural transition to start betting on it once I saw some inefficiencies in the market and, uh, when DK put it in the lobby, it was like, wheels up, baby, let's go. So are you a fan of the new scoring? Like, I, I know we, we had talked in, like, um, DMs and stuff about, like, GLA. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out if I like the new scoring more than I like GLA. I like the sweat more without GLA. I'll say that. It's easier to kind of yeah. follow along where you're at. But I still feel like we probably should have gotten a little bit more for 2-0 wins. Um, like – if you watch, if you watch um, Thursday's slate, like we were just t- chatting about before, like boom crushed, like they should be the highest scoring fantasy team because those guys absolutely crushed and they might not be optimal for tournaments. We'll have to see how the rest of the slate kind of plays out. Yeah, definitely. We still got, uh, I think three, three games that still need to be played out on that, uh, that Thursday slate to really see how it ends up. But I, I think the new round not played bonus is better in the, grand scheme of things than GLA because really what if boom if we had GLA we would have some players probably sitting at 250 fantasy points on boom oh yeah and I think and that that just that breaks the slate to me and that makes it not as as much as it and as heavy as I am on boom everywhere 
like today probably would have been a really, really good day, but I just, I, I think I like the round not played. I absolutely agree. I think a 10 or 15.20 sweep needed to be in play, not a five point. There needed to be a lot more of a, a differentiator between winners and losers for sure. Yeah, because we would have we would have seen like a yell, uh, for instance. You know, we're we're, we're going to talk about him in a minute anyway. But we would have seen him get like GLA for like forty or fifty kills um, yes. for that third map, and like it, it he had thirty six for the entire like the two maps that they played. So like I feel like that's where GLA kind of was messed up, and like that's why I like the round not played bonus. But I feel like right. Now you're trying to project like what game is going to be really close and go two one. Um, you know the two games that did that yesterday were the two optimal games to kind of target. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I feel like it that kind of creates an edge too because like as good as Boom was, like we really needed Imperial to win a map today for Boom to be optimal. Even though like these value guys yell and you know S H uh, Z. They're going to crush. I, I think the value guys become more in play when a team crushes Agreed. like this. Agreed. And just for context, 50 kills in a map in regulation is record setting, right? I think it's 47 yeah. on land or something like that, or 53. It's, it's very close to that. And that's where GLA just doesn't make sense. It, it's out of control. Um, but I think the, the, the round not played is kind of a happy median. It, it does reward losers a little too much, I will say, right? Um, but the, the game is so volatile that a team who who kind of got smoked on the first map and maybe had a uh, a half halfway decent second map, they could come back and have a really good third map. So I don't know, man. It, it, it's okay. At the end of the day, we're rewarding the best players, I think, this yep. way. And that, and that, to me, works. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, and I like FanDuel scoring, too. I don't know if you've dabbled in FanDuel at all. I think yeah. the FanDuel scoring is – like it, it need it still like needs a little bit of tweaking, um, but I feel like Fanduel like you can nail that guy that's going to go out there and get you know yep. forty, fifty, sixty kills in a match. Like you're going to be sitting really golden. I love Fanduel. The four dollar on Fanduel is a great way for people to get exposure to CS:GO if you haven't yep. been in esports. That four dollar contest, um, one fifty max, is a really great way to get exposure. And the team aspect on Fanduel is great. Uh, points for defuses, points for bomb plants, bonuses for headshots, which are rewarding. They don't penalize deaths nearly as much because trading is important in Counter-Strike. So I thoroughly enjoy FanDuel scoring system. Now, if they can just get the pricing better. like Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like main Brazil on... was, like, ridiculous <laughs> on Thursday. MIBR's pricing on Thursday was out of control. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So. All right. Well, Ryan, I brought you on. I appreciate you joining me, man. Like, you know, it's, it's a ton of fun, you know, chat with you about CSGO and, you know, I played competitive CSGO for a very long time and like the 40 or 50 kills, like that's just insane. Like, let's just, Mm -hmm. so GLA was messed up in that aspect of things. Like you're right. Like if you would have looked at today and you would have looked at some of these boom scores, we would have been looking at massive, massive scores and like, you know, they still scored really well. So like, you know, at the end of the day, I think the edge has turned to, all right, what game is going three and what game is going to be really close. And luckily, like starting next week, we like South America grouping is pretty much done after Friday. And we're going to get a lot of Europe games on the main slate. And like Europe games are always going to be close. The best teams in the world are in Europe. And like those games are just going to be fun. We're about to talk about some of them now, but like Monday, it just picks up, man, and, like, we're going to get some of these European games on these main slates, and it's going to be very important to target these games. Agreed. And, yeah, I think, I think there's a couple good games tomorrow, too. 
it's important to remember, well, or excuse me, today, we'll get into it as well. Some of these tier three teams, if you will, or, or low tier two teams like Red Canids and, and Imperial, when you see a minus 145 favorite, I really tend to lean that to be a little bit more of a, of a coin flip. Um, those mm-hmm. games are very scrappy. Uh, a, a lot of strategy goes out the window. You know, force buys can get turned on their heads. So when you're looking at some of those games, definitely um, feel free to take value plays from, from those lower tier games even if you see minus 150 or even minus 200 like we saw yesterday with boom they were minus 220 on wednesday um and they they won to one but it was very close to one right even though they were minus 220 (laughs) Uh, exactly yeah so those games are definitely scrappy to say the least all right, let's jump into this Friday slate. We're going to start with the two-game early slate. Uh, we don't do these in the breakdown, so it's fun because I get to actually talk about um, a little bit of the Europe slate here. Copenhagen Flames against Contact. You know, we have Copenhagen Flames, Contact. I, I would say they're more like Tier 2 teams. They're 46 and 32nd in the, you know, in the world as far as rank goes. It looks like this game is almost a pick em. Contact's a, a, a slight favorite here. This is one of the matches, like, First glance, I'm like, all right, you know, Copenhagen's probably going to win their map of choice. Contact's probably going to win their map of choice, and we're going to go to a game three and see what happens. Um, Overall, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I think what's very interesting for Contact is that uh, Lenti, he has not played a competitive match in like a little over three months. If you go look at it, um, so he's coming in and sitting on this team, and he's replacing Rowlin, I believe, and – to me, I, I, this is just what I was saying. I think this is a lot more of a coin flip than minus 135. Um, Copenhagen Flames did lose uh, Tiesis, who is a phenomenal fragger. And he's been replaced uh, with, um, gosh, who is it? Not, uh, it not Hooksies. Queenix. Uh, Queenix, thank you. And so I, this, this to me is going to be a very, very scrappy game. The market share of kills for Copenhagen Flames definitely leans towards towards far league uh he is he is dominating the market share of kills when it comes to the last three months and the last six months so but he's priced like it too it's tough this is a tough two game slate i was trying to build around a mouse sports stack and you you have to eat some unsexy plays uh in order to get that three-man mouse stack in yeah, Farleg, you know, the team opera for Copenhagen Flames, you know, team opera is we tend to see these guys have really high, really, you know, positive kill-to-death ratios most of the time because if they get stuck in a situation where it's 2v1, they're likely going to save most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't tend to go for it. The op being the most expensive game in the, or gun in, in the game that people actually use. Um, you know, Farleg is a guy when he's hitting his shots, this guy has massive, he has double digit, you know, upside for kill to death ratio. So when I'm looking at Copenhagen flames, like he's obviously like the main target for this team. Um, you mentioned his market share. He's a high impact player. Um, once you get past him though, like without Tessis here, like this team is interesting because like, it's who's going to step up and kind of Mm -hmm. be that entry, like rifle fragger. I want to say it's Noto's, but it's really tough to be like he's the guy because I, I really think it's just going to be like frag on association here, and it's going to be really tough to kind of predict who that like second player is going to be from this team. Yeah, 
none of the rest of the core, if you remove Farleg, really have a high impact score. So that is a, a metric that takes in 1VX clutches. It takes in multi-rounds, uh, as well as a few other things that, that HLTV hasn't really disclosed into that impact rating, which is different than the HLTV 2.0 rating. None of these guys have more than a 1.0 impact rating over the last three months, um, except for Farleg, who has a very great impact rating. So it is, to, to me, I think you're looking at, at probably uh, pricing in this, in this case. And when you start breaking down pricing for Copenhagen Flames, somebody like Queenix is, is almost min. And, and it's just like, yeah. at that point, it's like, if you're trying to three-man mouse stack and you're looking for a very scrappy game be- between these two teams, go for somebody that's, that's min. Um, and I don't believe, you know, you know it's something I am going to have to check. I know Emmy is the IGL for contact. I can't think of who the IGL is for Copenhagen Flames off the top of my head. But those are guys who I tend to avoid um, because they tend to take a backseat. They tend to gather information. They tend to be a little bit more strategic. Um, so usually guys that I tend to avoid, I, I should make sure that, that Queenix isn't their new IGL. Yeah, I think it was um, – hold on. I just typed in it and pulled it up really quick. Um, it's Hoaxy. He's their – Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, Tess – Really quick, like Tessis, you know, you were talking about like impact. Like he's a one point one five guy. Like he, he was the second player. Like he's really good. Like it was a big loss for them to lose him. Correct. So yeah, I'm with you on the end game leaders. I talk about it all the time. I, I always think like your oppers, your your tend to you know be your higher floor players and your your fraggers, mm-hmm. rifle fraggers, um, tend to be your upside guys. Now on the other side of this game, like on the contact side. There's a couple guys here, you know, you mentioned Lenti hasn't played a lot, but like Otto, Otto's a guy that like I play a lot. This is a guy mm-hmm. that can go out and, you know, make differences in rounds. Um but here's the thing, like Opera against Opera, I always like to look at that matchup because if we do get to a map where it's going to be these two guys facing off, like they're really close skill level wise, Otto and Farlig. Yeah, extremely close, especially when you start to break down their their kills per round. Um, this this is definitely the matchup to watch between these two guys. Yeah. Um, I do think when you start looking at maps, we could see something along the lines of of Nuke and maybe Train and maybe Mirage, just based off of their current ban and veto history, as well as like their recent head-to-head matches that they've played. It won't Train, be overpass. <laughs> it, it will not be overpass. Correct. That that should be insta banned from from contact. Um, and I think Dust Two is probably gets banned by Copenhagen. But once again, they've changed up their team, so we're not a hundred percent sure what their what their veto right. uh, looks like. But Train and Nuke, uh, especially Train CT side Train, when you're uh, opping on there, like that is a phenomenal uh, op matchup on C- CT side Train. So. If train is something that gets left over, honestly, you're kind of flipping a coin on who gets CT side at that point. And if they start CT side, they can start really strong and they can get build up a good kill to death ratio and then hopefully close the game out like 16-9 or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you want that map and you want <laughs> you want the opposite team to pick it so you can get the CT side start. So right. Um, or it to be map three and like you know, who's going to win the knife round. So right. yeah, I was, I just pulled up pricing on this two game slate and like the, the pricing's really good. 
like the the three best players in this match are the three highest priced yep. players in, uh, in like it, how it should be and like like you said you're 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 gonna probably end up on who do I think is gonna win this match give me the value guy from that team um you know I just did a quick search on Lenti went to like six months and he's not a big kill to death guy so good luck figuring out who you want to play here um this one's interesting like like you said, you know, mouse is mouse is at like what minus a thousand or something. Like they're, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. But they're going to win their game, and it's probably yeah. going to be two nothing. <laughs> Definitely, I think I think the value play here is just to to close your eyes with with Queenix for for uh, for Copenhagen Flames. Quite frankly, at fifty two hundred dollars, that is almost near stun min, uh, and and I think you just go from there. All right, let's go to the next game here. We got Mouse Sports against Movie Star Riders. Movie Star Riders ranked 37th in the world. Mouse Sports ranked fourth in the world. Um, arguably a top three team. Um, this team's really, really good. Like this is when you're a, the third ranked or fourth ranked team in the world, and you know you're this good, and you know they that fanatic Mouse Sports ESL uh, Pro League you know championship game was insane. Um, yes. Really could have went either way. You know, you start here with Ropes and Frozen. Uh, they're two of the best players on this team. You know, Ropes is one of the best players in the world. Um, you're paying up for these guys. I could see going Frozen and Captain just to save the extra little money, but, like, if I'm playing this two-game slate, I want both of these guys. Yeah, this this is – I do not think that you avoid them in any way, shape, or form. This is not your – looking at an MLB slate and state and saying, okay, this team is going to be really low owned, And that's because they only have an implied run total of, of, you know, 3.2 uh, and, and you're going to play them for ownership. You don't, you, that, it doesn't work that way in esports with a minus 1200 favorite. You want mouse sports here. They are the currently sitting number two ranked team uh, or number three, four. I don't know. They're four, <laughs> yeah. They're fourth right they're now. JHL TV right moves like every day. They're a top yeah. five team in the world and they're going to stay right. that way. They're really good. They're so, so good. Um, I, I think from this team specifically, that look, the market share of kills here is between ropes frozen and then Waxic. And you have ropes who has definitely the highest market share of kills on this team. But what's very interesting is when you're looking at market share of kills on a team like this, they're constantly competing against the, the best in the world, the top 10, top 15, top yeah. five. This movie star writers is a top 75th team in the world. I have to go double check their world ranking, but they are not. They're not even remotely on the same level. So I think you have to look at that market share of kills a little bit differently. One, money should not be a problem for mouse sports here. Waxic should constantly have that op in his hand. Two, he played very well in the last ESL event. I mean, he really started to step up against some of the world's best. I think Waxic is your captain play for salary relief here. Um, nice. Low, low, low death and, and should be able to get his kills up. And that is what is going to allow you to play all three of them, Ropes, Frozen, and Waxic. Because I've played with this a lot, and it is very, very tough to do a ropes or a frozen captain without just eating, like uh, basically making a non GTO lineup. Like if you want to get really weird with your bottom two, like you can, but I don't, I don't recommend it. Yeah. I like Waxley more than like Kerrigan and Chris J, but I do think Chris J and Kerrigan are both in play. We talked about them removing GLA, how the round not played bonuses and how this will help value guys. And like Chris J at 6,200, 
he's going to be okay. Like, he, he's going to get frags in this match. Like, the thing that's interesting here is Movie Star Riders bans Dust 2 almost every time. So, Mouse Sports is getting trained, and that's really yeah. good for your Waxic play um, as yep. well. So, like the call on Waxic, Frozen Ropes. All these guys are really good. The question is, is anybody on this other side worth even looking at? Um, because you're going to get the rounds not played bonuses for them as well. And right. it's a two-game slate. They're really, really cheap. Is there anyone that like you're like, all right, I'm playing a bunch of teams. Probably not going to play any of these guys in cash games. But is there anybody that you were like, I'll take a shot on one of these guys? Yeah, so I think I think when you start to once again just look at like overall market share of kills and and where guys sit just as far as like their um, kill to death ratio, what their impact score and stuff stuff along those those lines look like. Alex and Lowell kind of uh, uh, stand out to me as far as like uh, kill to death. Alex is the one guy who has a decent impact rating, and and this really just goes towards DK's scoring, multi kill one vx clutch situations. So um, you, you could look at you could look at Alex and Lowell for sure, but I like maybe Lowell uh, in uh, let's say you're running fifty lineups, maybe Lowell in in eight to to nine percent. Like I mean, yeah. it is it's so tough. It's a two game slate. I I think if you're throwing a couple in the ten dollar clutch, like you should probably just try and avoid avoid these guys to begin with. I'm gonna throw one more name out there. We yeah. know we're gonna play train. We know that this team's probably going to start CT side. Easter is the opper. He that's yeah. all he does. This guy that's all he does. Um, he's not very good, but I could see him at five k round not play bonus. Just going. Let's say he goes even. Uh, that's probably being a little optimistic. You know, I was yes. trying to pull up. I was looking at like I was trying to find like a match against like a higher ranked team to just kind of compare. Any. They don't have any. Um, <laughs> so like. You know they they played um, Dig like uh, like a month ago or so, and like he went like minus fourteen in that match. So like it, it's just really tough um, to kind of compare because they haven't played Train a lot either. So it, it's really tough. But like he's a dart throw at best, dart throw at best. Um, like if you want to go like three mouse, maybe throw an Easter in there with two of you know, Copenhagen or um, contact just to kind of be different on a two game slate, but it's likely not going to hit because he's probably going to get crushed and probably nobody on this team. Let's be honest. is going to come through. Um, Agreed. All right, let's move on to the main slate. Uh, Six games, man, these six game slates are so much nicer than what we had to deal with, with clutch and loot bed over the last uh, few weeks. Um, Yes. We got Dignitas against Ninjas in Pajamas. Um, NIP is pretty sizable favorite in this game. But I will say, like, this change for Dig with Halzerk over Guardian uh-huh. is a yeah. lot bigger than people are going to realize. Yeah, Gu- Guardian, I mean, he was a stand-in for them, you know, basically right. just trying to, to sit in to, for that, that previous event. They had all different kinds of communication issues, et cetera, with Guardian. Um, Halzerk is a, is a fantastic player, uh, played well Thursday morning as well. Uh, he was, he was on the early two game slate. Um, and yeah, for, for me, like this Dignitas versus NIP, look, NIP at minus 335. I think that that's slightly overpriced. NIP is in really good recent form, um, taking a match against Zaiwu. They, they took a couple maps off of, 
fanatic, I, I believe, recently, but they're kind of up and down, right? Like we also saw them lose uh, 0-2 recently as well to to like a top 15 ranked team. So yeah, God said so, bad. Yeah, yeah. So I just it's it's definitely definitely tough. That dude, Plopsky is way overpriced. He's the highest priced player on the slate. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought it was crazy. I I just think that is. I think Plopsky is astronomically priced. I think that will suppress his ownership. So I guess if you're looking at it from that aspect in the $12, like, you know, he does have an extremely high market share of kills. Like if you look at the last three months, he's uh, plus 77 KD. The next best player knock is plus 35 KD. So, I mean, Plopsky is a great, great player. I just think that that is a, a pretty astronomical price. Yeah. Tough ask at that price, even if you want to be different, um, the the thing is when I'm looking at this game and I've already done my write up for this game and I already I said it in my write up um I I see a road for Dig winning winning two to one in this match like I think it's they're gonna need some help and they're gonna have to hit shots but like I, I do think they have a shot you know Halzerk is a really good opper Forrest and Getright are really good rifle fraggers like there's a road for them winning this match and I think that. Like, if you look at some of the prices on some of these guys on, like, DraftKings, like, Get Right is really, really cheap, and he has some upside. Forrest is cheap, and, like, Halzerk is expensive, but if he's hitting, you know, op shots and, like, they get the right type of maps here, like, we're not likely going to play Dust 2 or Mirage, which Mirage, it can be a decent op map, but I, I it's not my favorite op map. Like, even when I played a lot, like, I, I just didn't like opping on that map. So the smokes that have evolved so much in CSGO, you can just take oppers away from that um, map. So, like, I think if we do get into, like, you know, a train type of, you know, deciding match, like, we could see Halzark just come out of nowhere and break a slate on that third map. Yeah, and I think I, I absolutely agree. I mean, even if you if you really start to look at it, Get Right needs to probably – play slightly better than his standard expectation and they right. have an extremely good chance forest can play to his expectation halzer can play to his expectation all they need is get right to just step up a little bit and this is a much much closer map the plus 230 is attractive but i don't think attractive enough to lay but from a dfs standpoint i think that we see this map or this this match go full three maps they would have they 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 had a good chance to win um Thursday morning like um Exit I guess is how they pronounce his name uh, like he was terrible like if he played any like if he would have just played remotely good he would have been fine but he was terrible like it was bad um so um really quick just you know ninjas ninjas in pajamas here you know you mentioned Plopsky's really really good Knox really or Knock is really really good um they're fine. It's just they're a little overpriced. Um, I, I think they're fine. I think this match does go three games. The guy that I, I really like here is REZ. Um, he has upside. You know, it, it, he's he's very streaky. Um, but at this price, I, I think he's definitely in play. I'm just worried a little bit about ownership because, you know, day one at ESL, he went nuts. So I worry about right. his ownership at this price point. Right, yeah. So I, I was going to comment on that on that too. He is definitely playing above expectation right now. If you look over his last three months, insane. He's got a rate. What? 
he's insane right now. Like, it, yeah, like yeah. It, it's, it's up and down, but it, it, this isn't like his typical play. Recent, recent form is very important in, in Counter-Strike. I think probably more important than, than most other sports. So I think that there's a lot of weight that needs to be put into that. But I like his standard is he's just playing way above expectation. And I tend to start to avoid those or I at least tend to avoid being heavily owned on those types of players. All right, moving on. Um, Isaris against Boom. Boom, uh, 3.30 favorite here uh, when I wrote this down anyway. We watched them have a really good map. We've already kind of talked about them a lot. Um, this, is a, this is a well-rounded, you know, South American team. Um, they can close out the South America group play here 3-0 if they win this match. I do think they end up taking this match down. Um, Yells your upper Feltz is a really good rifle fragger, but like honestly, all four of the supporting players around this op can frag. So they're mm-hmm. a really like strong overall team, and they're really cheap again. Like they were really cheap on Thursday, and they're really cheap again. Yeah, bolts dropped in price from Thursday. <laughs> Makes zero sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I do not understand. Yell went up in price. You know, like they, I think I honestly think Yell and Bolts Christ might have almost swapped. Um, Bolts went plus eighteen, and yeah, it's, <laughs> it's out of control. So I definitely think we see SHZ again, um, very, very heavily owned. He was seventy five percent owned in the in the one k ten man. He's just, I mean, like every everyone is on on SHZ on on Thursday. He was seventy five percent owned. So I just think like. It's he's too tough to get a, uh, to to get away from at that price point. You have a heavy favorite. You have a guy who's who's heavily involved in his team. And what's crazy is Yell is actually the IGL for for Boom, and he is opting out of his mind right now. Um, he has a fantastic KD. Phelps is dying a, a lot. Uh, which, chasing which is man, actually, he's chasing so he, much. He is pushing through smokes without support flashes. I mean, it's he is infuriating i'm glad he had a good game today uh or excuse me on thursday and i'm glad he had a uh, uh he didn't did not have a, a good game on on wednesday so i think it suppressed his ownership a little bit for for that thursday slate but he should go back to being a little bit more owned ninety eight hundred dollars you know he's up there with with a, the the rest of the the t1 guys um like oc and breezy and stuff like that but like oh man i think i think you definitely want to go back to boom and i absolutely think like uh, if you're doing a three, two, one stack, which I think is very, very optimal, you should definitely look at two SHZ and, and bolts for sure. Like eat the chalk. I think, I think they're fine. Yeah. If SRS wants to win this match, I really think, I know like their first ban rate is really high for vertigo. Um, and, and like they, they tend to pick that at a really high clip, but I think you have to take Mirage off the table for boom. Like, I, I really think that like, Boom's going to pick Mirage with their first pick, and I really think that you need to take this off the table. Like, they're playing um, so good on Mirage right now that I, I think that's how they stay in this one. But, yeah, I love Phelps. Um, I wish he'd stop chasing. Like, he would have went plus 25 if he didn't chase yeah. kills today. Um, Absolutely. And people, people know that we record early, so, like, you can you can say today it's fine. Uh, okay. I'm going to say it too, so um, – I'm actually going to put this podcast out a little earlier than I do anyway. But, like, on the Isteris side of things, like, I'll say one thing. I've been really impressed by 1962. I've watched um, both of the matches that this team has played. 
he is very good with SMGs and he is very aggressive and I like aggressive players because they're really boomer bust and that's perfectly fine with me if I'm playing tournaments. I don't think I'd target any of these guys in cash games, but I could see them stealing a map here and if we get three maps here, there's a little bit of upside for a guy like 1962. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that the overall map selection favors favors boom though um oh, yeah. I, I just yeah. like if you if you look at, at general veto history and and where their preferences are um boom it, it's gonna if, if it goes three maps uh it'll definitely be tight you know i think if it goes three maps it's maybe because isaris was able to to win a force by or two you know in in a map for sure um but yeah i think isaris i if I remember correctly, they they don't ha- have the highest impact players, and I think their market share of kills is pretty condensed, right? Very condensed. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, like Deco, he is he's solid, but like really, like Lynx is a guy that like all these guys frag, all these guys frag. Yeah. Um. So they're a good, solid team. Like team aspect if we were looking at like them against maybe another tier three team but they're just not like there's not a standout guy that's going to win you a tournament most of the time right yeah i 100 percent agreed on that i think i think it's a one-off and i think it's only a one-off if you're not really if you don't play boom like i i think the correlation here would be extremely negative uh if if you were to do you know two from boom and one from isaris or something along those lines all right, um, keeping it rolling here in the South America games, Red Candidates against Imperial. I think this game's going to be really close. Um, I'm a fan of Imperial in general. Um, I was on them on Wednesday. Um, it was so close to working out. Um, we'll start with Rand- Red Candidates. Um, candidates. Like, Destiny is fragging. He is a high-impact player. Lado usually frags, but he is just not playing well He's right cold. now. Yeah. He is... Like, his fingers are ice cold. Um, I don't know. Like, Destiny, I, I played him a lot on Thursday, and I'm probably going right back to the well here. Um, he really hasn't let me down yet. So, um, no reason to jump off outside of they finally priced him up. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, he's he's now $9,400, right? So Finally caught up to him. Yeah, this is where Nython, to me, once again, is, is insanely extreme value. Yep. Extreme value play at $5,800. And FNX is once again at $6,800. He warmed up a little bit today. Uh, he started to play a lot better towards on, on Thursday towards the end of the, the end of those matches. And Lado to me right now, I think his ownership will be down and he, you know, is playing below expectation. So I typically like to target guys like that. But to me right here, if I'm looking at this game, I, I absolutely think you can go Nython and Destiny. Because combined, their their overall salary um, isn't eating a ton into your into your or the percentage of their salary isn't eating into your overall salary very much. Yeah, um, we were jumping on as that match was finishing up, and they kind of red handed. It's kind of find it fell apart there on Nuke at the end, and um, Mistress ended up winning that match. But like at the end of the day, like Nithon, he had a great match, like plus fifteen. You know, his kill assist rate was really high. His rating was really good. Like, he's he's really underpriced for this matchup. Um, I like the FNX call. 
I'm probably going to play Lato again. I, I know the upside. Like, I, I know the guy right. has a ceiling. And, and, like, at the end of the day, that matters. Um, you know, when you when you start digging into this guy's history, like, this guy has plus 20, you know, kill to death upside. And that's tournament winning. So, okay, I'll take the ice cold days, the two days that he's crushed me. And right. <laughs> we'll see if he'll make it three. Like, luckily, he's not on the slate Monday. So, we'll see. Well, and that's where I think I think his ownership is is suppressed. I think tomorrow is or Friday is a, is a fantastic uh, opportunity to play him at a lower ownership. On the Imperial side, um, Q <laughs> QKS uh, ZQKS um, guy is really good opper. Um, KH Tex is a really good rifle fragger. Like. This is another team that has some really good rifle fraggers around an op, and when they're hitting their shots, they can beat a lot of these teams, and they're definitely a team that can go three maps, and they're a team that can upset here. Yeah, Imperial, I, this is, I said it earlier, where you, you're looking at minus 145 for red, red cannons and, and plus 115. It's probably a little bit more uh, even than that, just because of how scrappy these these games can get. Or what's funny is, we'll they'll get two would and it'll be sixteen, you know, seven, and they'll they'll get absolutely smoked. And it should have been priced at minus, you know, two forty five for red cannons or something along those lines. Um, personally, for me, I, I probably will only be playing players from the the red cannon side of of the coin here or on this match. Just because if you start to look at, at market share of kills, um, Del Boni is, is slightly underpriced, maybe a little bit um, at, at 7K. But like, I, I, to me, I don't, he actually is probably priced appropriately. DZT is, is probably the, the underpriced player here. Yeah, I think that um, KHTX is the guy that stands out to me price-wise. Um, if I was just looking like, a pure like upside perspective like he's a guy um like so imperial like split and when they split like they picked up three guys from keyed and like this, this yeah. team hasn't played together very much but i feel like they're all starting to find their roles and like this is a guy that was kind of down when they that split happened and everything but like his play and his ratings have went in the right direction so at 5,800, if you go like maybe like a 2-1 of this game, hoping that you get three really close maps and a lot of frags, he's certainly someone I think you can run it back with. Just close your eyes if you are looking at the stats from the boom game because he was terrible um, like his whole team was. But he's a guy that has double-digit upside in the kill-to-death ratio aspect. Yeah, they'll all be – all of their ownership will be suppressed. That's for sure. They got crushed. <laughs> it was yes. ugly. Smash. Um, all right, let's go North America here. Evil Geniuses, 100 or 100 Thieves, uh, really close game. Top two top 10 teams in the world, uh, facing off. Uh, these teams just played uh, about a month ago, right when we started doing CSGO. I think it was like one of the first slates. Um, 100 Thieves won that matchup. This is going to be a really close game. Evil Geniuses has been playing really good. Um, what are your thoughts overall on this one? Yeah, I think the new coach for EG Zeus coming in, uh, is, is going to is going to pay dividends for, for, for EG here. I think breezy, large market share of kills. Um, and, but what's nice to see here is Ethan kind of coming into his own a little bit after not performing very well over the last three months. He had a very, very good game yesterday as they should have, they were heavy, heavy favorites. Um, so I think, 
you know, his, his pricing is still slightly underpriced. I think this game should be a little bit closer, but quite frankly, I don't think, I don't think this, this, this should be priced the way that it is. I think EG should be closer to like minus 180. And this is not a tier three game where I think it's a little bit closer to a coin flip. I do not think that this is priced appropriately. Yeah. I think that, you know, especially like outside of Stan is law, like he's the in-game leader. I don't, he's not really like a, a guy that like typically has a ton of upside. Um, I actually played on a team with Tarek way back in the day, like mouse as <laughs> like we played um, ESCA open in 1.6 together. Me, so like, fun. The, Cutler, he used to play for CLG. Um, yes. I played with him too. Like, so, but I've, I've known Tarek. He's, he's not really like a, a go get rifle fragger type of guy. He's more of a support player. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you got Sarek who's your opera breezy is your fragger. Um, you want Ethan to be that third guy. Some maps it's going to be Tarek though. Um, so, with these guys being so cheap, if if EG wins this in a two-one, like these guys could really come through too. So, Breezy, I think at eighty-six hundred, um, you know, at first glance, like he's one of the cheaper top-end, um, you know, high-end fraggers on this slate. Um, that's not in that like thirteen, fourteen k range when you're looking at, um, you know, captain spots. So. He's definitely. I think he's going to get a lot of ownership here. Yeah, he he absolutely will be highly owned. But I think that I think that's fine. The same way that on Thursday, Aliege was you know fifty ish percent, give or take. I, I think that it's definitely warranted that a guy like Breezy at that price point should be high owned. What's crazy though is that on the hundred thieves side of it, if you look over the last three or six months for this team. JKS is the only positive K to D player, yep. which is just out of control. And I still think he's priced too high. I, I like a hundred thieves. I do. I look, I mean, he's not priced, you know, like through the roof, but at, at 74, I think he should be a 66 or a $6,700 player in order for me to really be like, okay, that's somebody who I, I could, I could see using as a one-off if I'm not playing the evil genius side of this. Um, a hundred thieves have just their recent form. Like once they went online, so they played Katowice. They played Katowice very, very well, but that's right when things started to go online. Since then, they just have not played very well. I mean, don't get me wrong. They they like oh, they got O two'd by Liquid. Liquid is a top five team in the world, give or take, depending on who you ask. But from there, like losing O two to Gen G yesterday was not a good look. Gen G is great, but I just I don't think this game should be priced the way that it is. EG should roll. Yeah, I think EG um, in a really good spot here. I think they want a little bit of um, you know revenge uh, for Hundred Thieves taking them down in Pro League. That was the first match that they had moved to online play, and EG just didn't look good in that match. So yeah, JKS like gratisfaction like keep him priced up with that fantasy points per game up there because like he's just a guy that I'm never gonna play at that price. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Like JKAEM, um, he is a guy that is streaky. Like he'll he'll have a map where he gets really hot and he has a little upside, but really, like I just don't see a ton of upside here from the hundred thieves side of things. Like you said, JKS. I haven't even looked at Fanduel pricing, so I don't know. I'm guessing these guys are gonna be really cheap on Fanduel, but probably gonna stay away uh, for the most part here. Like if you want to be different, if you think. 
100 Thieves is going to win again in this matchup. JKS would be the guy, I guess. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I'm with you. I, I think EG rolls this one and uh, we move on to Gen G against Triumph. And this is a game that, listen, I am a grim fanboy. I, I was really <laughs> sad to see him leave Bad News Bears because him and Dapper on that team, like they could have yeah. legitly been one of the best teams in North America if they stayed together. And if they could have just gotten along, but um, listen, Genji coming off of a big win, there is a huge man. I can't believe, like when I pulled up Pentacle and I saw Genji was minus five hundred, I was a little shocked. It's it, once again, this is priced way off to me. This way this off. is actually this is where I think the plus three ten ml. I think that's that is a you know, quarter unit bet or something like that, like a half unit or something along yeah. those lines, just depending on, on where you're at with, with your betting bankroll. But like, to, to me, this, this makes more sense. Um, they just rolled cloud nine. I think cloud nine and Gen G are fairly the same team when it comes to like any on, on any given Sunday, if you will. So to me, um, I think going, going back to the well on Grimm, like I, He's seventy four hundred dollars. He's so cheap, man. Let, let's just say so what it cheap. is. He's so cheap. It is. It is drastic. He was more expensive on Wednesday, yes. right? I'm pretty sure he was like seventy six. I could be wrong. Yeah, like I just seventy six, seventy eight. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's averaging now. When you when you look at HLTV and you're looking over these stats and you see somebody who's averaging zero point eight five kill per round. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 context is important because that number is astronomical the right. context is important you need to make sure that you're checking to see what teams they've played recently and for grim they haven't really played any good teams recently right they they definitely dwell around like the the or excuse me for triumph um but you also want to go go take a look and see what teams um gosh where did grim just come from it's totally slipped my mind we he just came from bad news bears from right? bad news bears yeah so they're playing bottom 50 bottom 30 ish teams so that number ESCA mdl yeah yeah that number is inflated a little bit but still to be 0.85 kill per round and a 0.66 death per round it's not like his death per round is up at like 0.71 or 0.72 right like he's smashing right now i think he's great yeah. No, he he's really really good. Um, like he he is the type of impact player that can like change a whole map, um, and change a whole match for that. And and like, I'm with you. If you know, if I could bet in Florida, I think I'd throw a little juice on um Triumph here because like Grim is a guy that can change a match. And they they need Curry to hit shots again if they're gonna want to win this game. Um, I don't think I'd do a two man stack of Triumph here, but I do think Grim's very much in play. Um, it was very nice to see um, BNTAT finally show up. Like BNTAT showing up, yes. Finally, finally, yes. it, it took yes. forever. Like I know. He's, uh, play he's that guy yelling. all the time. I know, dude. Last last ESL event, I couldn't. I think I, there wasn't a player who I owned more on any given slate more than more than BNTAT, and uh, he was just such a meh performance <laughs> that whole event. He's like GLA's gone. I'll show up now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so um i i know we talked about a little bit on the plus 310 but i do think that gen g uh is has, has some decent decent pricing here 
especially automatic 8200 fantastic opera saw him at 6600 he can come into his own at any given moment um he tends to just hover around like a, an, an even kd so there's not a whole lot of upside there but he's relatively safe if you're looking for a two-man stack in cash yeah daps is the only guy that i really don't have a ton of interest in here oh, in game full leader. Avoid. yeah, yeah like in game leader daps. super cheap i get it high favorite I'd rather spend the extra money and, and go like some or automatic, like you said, very good opera. Costa is a guy that can, you know, change a map uh, with his fragging ability. So he's always interesting. All right. Uh, we finish it out here in the North American slate. Um, or just against um, Cloud9. Cloud9 coming off of a big loss. Um, <laughs> not the way that they definitely wanted to start Road to Rio. Um, what are your thoughts here with this one? Yeah, the, look, that loss was shocking yesterday. I thought OC was probably one of the safer plays on the main slate on Thursday. Um, just, you know, you, you and I agree on the, on the op standpoint there. Like, low, low deaths have the opportunity for a lot of first kills. They're looking for those opening picks. They're flash assisting a lot of the times as they're playing that support. So, like, I really like getting offers in the, in the captain. And I thought OC was definitely one of the safer plays. Um, I am going to go back to it. This match to me, though, I think Oracle at plus one's like, I I think it should be a, a priced a little bit differently. Maybe Cloud Nine like minus one seventy five, like just barely. Uh, to me, because Oracle like you talk about fraggers and aimers, like th- these guys can take duels. Yeah. Uh, Oracle is very very good at taking duels with Sub Rosa and Infinite. Um, so I think this is, they're an interesting way to go, uh, in regards to, to ownership, because I don't think that you'll see them very heavily owned and the highest priced players will Dell at $7,400 for Orglis or infinite and sub Rosa are both sub $6,500. So really easy salary relief for some guys who could definitely have, who have high frag potential. Oh yeah. Um, this is obviously a team, um, that like Wardle, we're getting trained here. Just so you know, we're getting trained. Yes. We're gonna see the OC Wardle battle. Um, yes. we're getting trained here. So, um, you mentioned Infinite. He's a he's a really good rifle fragger. Um, so like and, and Sub when he's hitting shots is a good rifle fragger too. But he's been a little cold here recently. Uh, you know, Floppy. We know how good of a fragger he is. We know Sonic is a guy that can show up and have big maps. Um, old school player man. Sonic's been around for a while. So. Um, JT is a guy that I would definitely stay away from on cloud nine. Um, you know, he is just, he's not focused on fragging. That's for sure. Um, so I, I, OC was a, was a core play for me on Wednesday slate. So I was right there with you, especially on FanDuel. Like he was ridiculous on FanDuel. Um, I think he was like nine K or something. So I like cloud nine to bounce back here, but I, I could see a two, one working here. I could see a one, one working here. You could go floppy or OC with Wardle or infinite. Mm-hmm. I think this get, this is a match that I really hope goes three and we're going to see a lot of frags in this game. Uh, I think that's how it kind of plays out here. I, I agree as well. I think this is, this is going to be a very fun one to watch in the afternoon. Yeah. So, well, any other thoughts that you want to talk about here before we get out of here? No, I don't think so, man. I think we, we definitely gave it a good rundown. Make sure that everyone's reading your actual write-up where there's a lot more in-depth analysis on, on Rotor Grinders for sure. I appreciate it, man. Make sure you guys are following Ryan on uh, Twitter, Ryan Hodge. I'll, I'll make sure I link him 
in my tweets and in the podcast so you guys can follow him ton of great stuff he tweets out stuff all the time um especially lock you know he makes sure like lets us know when lock <laughs> is every day um let's just play with you man so ryan i really do appreciate you joining me man it was fun talking csgo with someone that likes the game as much as i do um listen just for everyone to know just got to put it out there rotor grinders csgo team first match coming up um waiting for the breakdown from taylor um to break down the team I just hope we don't go zero and 16. Um, all joking aside, I really hope we don't go zero and 16. So that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back maybe one day next week. I don't know what the schedule looks like for next week, but remember one thing at the end of the day, you can always remember Coors Light. Coors Light, an awesome product. Um, if you don't like drinking for some reason, make sure life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on. But every now and then, it's important to just stop, crack open a co mountain cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. These days, everything is go, go, go. Nonstop hustle has taken over, and it's kind of a lot. There's work, friends, family, and a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on all the time. If the pace of things is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, refresh yourself. You need a moment to turn off for a little bit. Maybe you're watching CSGO. Hey, that's a great way to turn off for a little bit. And when you choose to turn off, reach for the one beer that's made to chill. That's what Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment to chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can have Coors Light delivered by going to getcoorslight.com, get.coorslight.com, finding local delivery options, celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ryan, appreciate you joining me. We'll be back next week. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Enjoy some CSGO. See you then.